Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here today. Who do we have with us today, Jamie? So today we're talking to our good friends, Karen and Toby. And mm-hmm. it's actually going to be a really great episode for those of you who are maybe just getting started in your fertility process and need to know the ins and outs of, of how to go about it. It's almost um, like baby making 101 mm-hmm. lesbian style. We get kind of a little bit more in depth with um, the process. The process. And right. they have a fun story. So, All right, let's meet them. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're <laughs> All right. We're here today with Karen and Toby. Oh Hi, my. guys. So before we get into your fertility story du jour, what is the elevator pitch story of your relationship? I tell Karen what to do. <laughs> that's just, and she does it. That's mm. not true. Oh. No. Interesting. Do you have anything else to elaborate with that? Or is that just... What is true, Karen? Karen. All right, Karen, what's Toby's your Toby's everything I never knew I wanted. Oh. That is love. Are you just sucking up right now? No, like that's true. No, that was in our vows. It's very true. I actually, um, I know you guys really well. <laughs> and I'd say um, it's probably kind of accurate. <laughs> yeah. Which part? So, so basically, <laughs> basically, you always wanted someone standing behind you going like this. Go over here, please. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't say that. No, she was looking for someone who was over 5'6", loved football, and over 30 years old. I am. That's a, I feel like that's kind of a low bar. <laughs> right? And she didn't meet <laughs> so it. So did I. I was like, oh, you don't want that. You actually want someone who's 5'4", hates football, and is say. 28. Okay, good. Yeah, she barely made say. the age cutoff. I didn't make the age cutoff. Well, it was 27 was a cutoff. <laughs> that was like Gerard. You met me. Number. You're like, well, I think three it was five, five years difference. I thought that was. Okay. Yeah. So, but good couple. You guys are good people. Thanks. We are. We love you. <laughs> We're really good people. Mm-hmm. And you've been, you've been together quite some time. We have. We've been together. How long have we been together, Karen? Oh yeah, we've been together 13 years. <laughs> Can you just feel the love radiating? I was going to say 12. <laughs> 2005. It's felt like 12, but it's been 13. So obviously we brought you here today to talk fertility. And we, you know, Jamie and I were talking a little bit before and we found, we feel like you guys are one of the, I would say the lucky people who had sort of a, you know, an, a fairly easy go of it when, when science is um, involved, so we thought maybe it'd be a good idea to walk through the process, so so people can get a sense of you know how how does it work, and uh, so we thought we'd ta- start with um, how you you two ladies you got lots of ovaries, mm-hmm. so how did you decide who was going to carry? Also, you guys went through this um, how many years ago? Ten. Ten years ago. Yes. Ten. Ter- Ten years. Yeah. Well, when yes, when we started, Holy Edie mo- just turned nine. Oops. It's fine. I think they know. <laughs> We can the, say our daughter's name. I think the listeners know that the, there's probably a child. Cat's out and, of the bag. And that she has a name. Because we did say it was relatively easy for them. So there is a child. Yeah. And Spoiler alert, there's a baby. <laughs> and she's, she's nine. nine now. The end. Okay. Okay. What a good story, guys. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So who, how did you decide who was going to carry? I didn't have to carry, which was great. Oh, you didn't want to? No. You didn't want to at all. She has a Tobes for that. I have somebody to do that for me. Was there, was there, I mean, the were, was there discussion surrounding it? Or I mean, was you it, just heard it. That was it. Yeah. You've never wanted to. Seriously? I never just, had a desire necessarily to carry. But did you know you wanted children? Yes. Really? Definitely. 
So you were just kind of like, when you I figured out you were gay, you were like, sweet, I, I don't have to do it? Correct. She's like, 28, baby. Okay. Those are good eggs. No, seriously. Well, she really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, go for it. I don't have to. That's <laughs> But you fantastic. always knew that you wanted to have a baby. Correct. Because we've talked to some people who, when they knew they were gay, decided, well, then that's it for me. I can't have kids. I didn't think about it that much. It was more, I remember when my niece was born and going to visit my brother and thinking like, oh, I want to have a family too. That <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, I actually never thought I wanted children. I remember um, I... You know, in high school, I had a tight group of friends, and I didn't know why I was gay in high school. And um, although it was my biggest fear that I would be gay, so that might have been <laughs> an indication. I had that you fear said, too. How funny! Yeah, I was like terrified. I was um, too. I wonder why. Yeah, so I know. weird. So weird. <laughs> and 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 I was like, you know, all my friends would be like, "Oh, I'm going to go to college and I'll meet a husband, and then we'll have 3.2 kids or 2.3 kids or whatever the average is." And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, right, marriage and child. I was like, I don't know. I guess it'll just happen. <laughs> and then in college, the, the biggest thing was I came out uh, after my freshman year. And I'm like, yeah, that really fucks things up because that wasn't the plan. I guess I just meet someone and have a kid. <laughs> I just meet a tall lady. <laughs> Very tall, beautiful. But you um, had, both of you, well, Toby for sure had like family on the mind. You knew you wanted to get married and have a family. When I met Karen, I did. Interesting. You know, it was like in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I guess I have kids. Um, but it wasn't until I really met Karen that I was like, oh, I've met someone that I actually want to share a life with. And you guys decided to have kids pretty quickly after like getting together, right? Or after, was it together or marriage? It was after we got married. It was right after we got married. Yeah, you guys moved fast. You yeah. know? And you were the first of any lesbians I knew to have a kid. Yeah. Um, in our generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. We didn't know each other first that year. Yeah. It we was knew. a little like a science experiment. That's what I always call it. So you I were felt kind like of we like were doing a little experiment. Pioneers. So who took the lead on the research? I'm going to guess. Wait, let us guess. Let us guess. <laughs> Toby. Oh, God, I hate research. No, Karen. I, I had the idea, and then Karen did all the research. You're so bigger picture. You're like, I've got this idea. Handle it, Karen. <laughs> yeah. That's what so, I do for a living. So Karen did research. I don't re- even remember that. Yeah, but you're like the banks that we're going to use. Because, and... because like when Anne and I went into it, we had so many friends who had already done it. It was mm-hmm. like, we didn't really have to do that much research. Yeah. We just and We were trying it at the same time, but I don't feel like we shared research or information or anything like that. No, I think Karen and I were, were relatively private about it. Well, we it. didn't want to tell anybody, I think. We didn't want to tell anybody that we were, what we were doing, I guess. Yeah. Just in case we... We were just trying to be private about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I understand well, that's that. and by the way, that's a really valid point. Like, you almost don't get the like a straight couple can just you know start trying in their yeah. boudoir and not tell anybody, but you like have to start going to doctor's appointments and yeah. and like picking out sperm. So like we were so vocal about it. Like we had a binder, of course. <laughs> of course, you I did. made a binder, and uh, you know like we were like showing the binder to people, and like I mean we didn't have a binder party like I've heard yeah. some people do, but we were you know <clears throat> I don't know. What that I might. think it's because like we were trying to figure it out, we didn't want to. Um, I think we just didn't want any outside influence until yeah. we knew what we wanted. I understand that, too. We were more private about it, too. But mm-hmm. I think that with gay couples, you do kind of make the decision to either be open about yep, it yep. or keep it in the dark. Whereas most straight couples, I think, 
Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe they all have to make that decision, too. Well, a lot of people will say, yeah, we've been trying for a long time or something like that. And then don't you just picture them doing it when they say it? That's all (laughs) I picture. I'm just like, you guys are doing it a lot. Ew. Now I ask ask people, so have you been charting? Because of all the things that I went through to try to get pregnant. Have you been charting? Have you been checking the mucus? Did you take all the plastics out of your house? Yeah. Right. Um, Okay. So I do remember sitting at Dallas BBQ with you guys and... Um, Classy. Yeah. That was, but that was after you were pregnant. And I think I had had the miscarriage. You had. Yeah. And I remember we still didn't say anything and we went home that night. And oh, we, oh, we oh, okay, okay. Y- yes, because I had just had a miscarriage. You had just yeah. had a miscarriage. And, and you were pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, we got pregnant like we, like right around the exact same time, you and I. Yeah. And because and, I remember I saw you at the Pride Parade and you were pregnant and I started crying and I was yes. like, I'm so happy for you. It was like it was like it's such an overreaction, but it was because I had had the miscarriage. You might not have noticed, but I no, cried. I did, and I thought it was a really valid act- reaction because yeah. we went home that night, and Karen was like, "I feel like we should have told her," and I was like, "You know what? I don't know what the right thing. Oh no. yeah, it should see, have been." But yeah, by the way, I've held a grudge for a really long time. Mm-hmm. About that. <laughs> no, it's like it's like you. Who knows what the right thing to do is? It's like a hard thing for someone. Yeah. But okay, so we're gonna get back on track. Okay. So you've decided. Here's where we have you. You've decided. You, Toby's going to carry, and how did you decide who was going to be, like, how you were going to get, were you going to do a known or an unknown? Did you consider a known person? Like, what was your process there? I don't think we really considered a known person too much. I thought it would be too messy. Actually, that's a good question for you, Karen. How did you feel about that whole... It didn't take long. I think it was... I think I was sad about it a little during her pregnancy, but mm-hmm. then once Edie was born, I was like, "Were you over af- it? Were you afraid that you wouldn't have a, the same bond?" Not really. See, I, really I was. Wasn't. I had a lot of fears. Yeah, yeah, Mary was worried about that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember having that conversation with both of you, and um, and Karen. I mean, I think it was also one of the reasons why I love Karen so much is when something bothers her, she will vocalize it mm-hmm. and is open to just be very transparent about it. So she shared the fear and we talked about it and then you didn't talk about it again. So I felt like it was resolved. <laughs> I mean, I've never gotten the vibe from you, Karen, that fears. it was something that was brooded upon. Like for me, I brooded on it. Like No, I really didn't have, I didn't think about it that much. <laughs> Especially, I remember thinking about it during the pregnancy and just being like, wow, that kind of stinks that she won't have the same DNA. And then I was like, it really doesn't matter. I don't, and I didn't and think in about the it. End. Especially after, she, I remember after she was born, it was like not a big deal at all. Hmm. In the end, it really doesn't matter at all. This is what we've all learned. Sure. I mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but it comes up, I feel like for everyone, mm-hmm. it, like for us, it came up when we had a separate donor for Henry because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're not going to be right. exact. Right. You know, they're gonna, and it was like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. don't have anything from Mary. Like that's a dump, but it, it you go mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One goes through it. Yeah. One I does. Mean, you know, on One the basketball may. court, I always think. Okay. If only. If only. Karen's a very good basketball player for those who She's are listening. tall. She's super tall. She can basically do any sport. <laughs> Wait. She tries. We didn't say big. What are you getting bunched up about? You rolled your eyes. No, you can't ski because you've never tried it. I'm not a a fan of skiing. I tried it. I'm not good at it. Lots happening right now. (laughs) All right. So you you say we're not going to use a family member. We're not going to use a known donor. How did so you were like, we're going to a bank then? Mm -hmm. And did you have a hard time choosing a bank or was it? I don't even remember. 
I think we chose a bank I think that was we on knew the of East two. Coast. Yeah, we knew one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. And I think the one on the West Coast, I thought everybody had used that one. The, and I, I remember didn't having use that it. conversation. Yeah. Oh, like, I was like, let's somebody. use one that we've never heard of. Yeah, I thought we, we didn't use the same bank then. We used one on the East yeah. Coast. No, we, we used the West Coast one. Oh, I thought we used the same one. No, this whole time I thought we I, used I, the same one. Donor number 72854. <laughs> Is that a that's real not number? That's not the number. That's not the number. We're going to get Twitters. They're going to be tweets. It's called tweets. Oh my God, you're 95. All right, bleep that out. What the Twitters? I don't know the number. No, I don't remember the number. But I mean, it's tattooed on my arm, but I don't remember it. No, I do remember it being on the East Coast and thinking we're going to be growing, you know, raising this child on the East Coast. So if she wanted to follow up with him, the chances of him being there. So, so, so there you chose be. the bank and mm-hmm. you chose an open donor. Correct. We did. And that was a conscious decision? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like, well, I think both of us felt um, that we were making all these other decisions in this kid's life and that this was one decision that the, this child could have mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and that we didn't want to make that decision for them. Did you have a hard time choosing the donor? Was it, I mean, did you like agonize? What were you looking for? It took for? about three seconds. Mm-hmm. You're Seriously? Kidding. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're fast you guys decision are makers. very interesting people. I to know. Me. I, I had a binder. I mean, I don't know how to be more no, clear. I mean, it was no, like choosing we had a short list. Really? No, I yeah. think we did it in one, one night. Yeah. What? Our second we did with one night, but wait, <laughs> the first one. <laughs> but did you do all the pictures and pay for all of the, because it's like we for those did people pictures who don't know. and voice. Recording for the, for the one we picked, childhood, like photos. a snippet of the interview that they had with him. Sure. So I think I think we had narrowed it down. So we put um, a lot of Karen's traits, mm-hmm. sure, features. So someone who was yeah. tall, mm-hmm. someone who was. I feel like they're all tall. I think they had like a five ten minimum. They all are tall because yeah, we <laughs> wanted short so yeah. that it had a little bit of me. I, I truly think that's one of their um, criteria. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we didn't pay for Ivy League. Oh yeah, there oh, was. Yes. You had to pay for Ivy. No, that no, wasn't a PhD. P- it, wasn't it was called. Ivy. It was called PhD, Whatever. and oh, it was like so yeah. It was super oh, gross. They didn't have super that gross. for us. Well, that's what turned me off about that bank in particular because oh. I was between those two. I just found that so gross. And the the West Coast Bank, I found that they were a lot more about like the creative vibe. Like mm-hmm. they were so much more LA, mm-hmm. and you know, interesting being a creative. So you paid for the pictures and you paid for the, um, but uh, only for the audio we ended up selecting. So this bank. You can hear a snippet of the interview. No, we paid for two because I remember listening to the other guy and thinking oh, yeah. he, he and seemed perfect dweeb. on paper. And then you heard the we interview. We had that happen. Isn't and he sounded too? like a douche. Isn't we did that, that too. We, we bought two audio rec- mm-hmm. and it, it came down to the audio recording. And yes. yes, me too. Like so surprising. Because it's like, like on paper, they're so perfect. But all I could picture is my and kids he was sounding just, like that. And I was like, <laughs> just sounded no. like this egotistical jerk. And then oh, the yeah. other guy was like. Uh, they said, like, what was your favorite childhood memory? I was like, I just used to like to go out and play street hockey with my brothers. Karen was, was like, like, that's Don. him. <laughs> that's him. That's, the, that's one. the one. We had this one guy that we listened to, and he just kept being like, I like to watch a lot of movies. No. <laughs> I don't know. My favorite thing is like I like movies. to sit in dark in rooms my by myself. Basement. And Mary and I were like, "This dude smokes so much pot." <laughs> we were like, "No way! How does he have sperm count?" Yeah, exactly. Does he? I don't know. <laughs> but then I would have been like, "But he might be a mellow kid," <laughs> yeah, which right. I really cared about. I was really trying to get a mellow kid. Isn't that hilarious? And, and it then didn't happen. Got rose. I got the exact opposite. Oh, rose. So funny. So okay, so you had a pretty easy time picking. So what about then? Then did you move into like? I mean, your next major decision is like, okay, am I going to a doctor, a midwife, mm-hmm. am I going to chart my basal temperature? Like, so what was your thought process on that? Well, I don't know what they a basal don't even know what that is. is. I don't know That's that how is. easy it's it was. Stuff downstairs. 
You got to measure some. No. Food. No, no, no. You just check your temperature every morning in your mouth. <laughs> guys. Oh, my God. Oh, I, you were doing oh, it wrong. Okay. <laughs> no wonder it took None so long. None of you have had to go through this. It's like, oh, my God. You just chart your, t- you just <laughs> take your temperature. You don't put the thermometer between your butt cheeks because that's what Robin <laughs> no, was doing. But you do have to check the cervix and stuff. I didn't you know can. Any of this, but You don't have to, but that is but a part did, of it. you did because you're an overachiever. No, I actually am not an overachiever, and I didn't check my cervix. Well, now I have a visual. And my wife wouldn't do that for me either, so. <laughs> now I you can't get my temperature. <laughs> and um, okay, so how'd you choose that? Where are we again? <laughs> the doctor, midwife. Oh, I was going to just um, went to the gynecologist. Yeah, right? I was going to the one you were already going to. The, the one I was already going to. Um, and we sat down and and they asked for four months prior to starting. So I called and said, you know, we're we're thinking my partner and I are thinking of having a baby. And they said, okay, well, four months prior, you need to come in for a pre-baby making session with us. Hmm. And so, so we you went just went to, you didn't even go to a clinic? You just went to your straight up OBGYN? I think so. Yeah. Your I mean, OR? it was, I, wait, wow. your doctor inseminated you? First time, yeah. yes. No, the first time was the weekend place. But well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, when we conceived, it was our doctor. Oh, you didn't go yeah. to like a fertility clinic or anything no. like that? No, Mm-mm. But and we got bad cool advice. Wait, can we go back to what's the weekend place? What is that? So oh, it's just this little thing we do. Um, <laughs> the doctor wasn't there on weekends, so she sent us to a weekend oh, place. Like yeah, a, a lab. A lab. Yeah. I went to that lab, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the city. Okay. Weekend place. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. No. Oh, yeah. That was Jesus. not good. Yeah. Everybody does it a little differently. I guess yeah, I found so. that as well. Yeah. Like, what so um, we did the pre thing, and um, we sat down, and I am Jewish. I'm half Jewish. And she said, well, you know, you could do DNA testing, but are you choosing a Jewish donor? And I said, well, we're not. She said, oh, well, then you don't need to do the, the testing. We're like, sweet. So I'm just going to take vitamins. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to figure out when I'm ovulating. And then um, we bought the sperm, had it shipped. And then I you happened. shipped it to your doctor? Yeah, we shipped it to the doctor, but then I happened to be ovulating on a weekend. So the first time mm-hmm. your we doctor's were, like, "I'm at the Cape." She's sorry. Like, sorry. Go, the, go to my weekend place. Dunzo. So we go to the weekend place, and that's where the yeah they were a little manhandled me at the weekend place. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. But I actually Gosh. remember I had to work all weekend, and I was sitting at the kitchen table working all weekend, and I had I like carry stress in my stomach a lot, and I was like, "No life can be conceived in this situation." I was so stressed. Yeah, and and we didn't conceive. That was your first try. Yeah, didn't work. But you did it at the doc. You you did it through your doctor, which is the first I've ever heard of that. Mm. Yeah, me too. Huh. Yeah. So then the second time you did it at your doctor and it worked, I guess. Yeah, and you well, went right time? the next round, second month. Well, Karen you didn't and I skip anything. met for a lunch date. No. Yeah, I left like work to meet her at the doctor's office. I got inseminated. Isn't and then the we both part, went isn't back the to best work. part about the process? It's like it's so different from state, straight goals we're having their like yeah. sex wherever they have it. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you're like meeting in the morning. Like ours was always in the morning mm-hmm. for the big clinic. Mm-hmm. And you're meeting and then somebody puts some sperm in there. And then you go back to work and you're just like, hmm. Yeah. There could be fun. a baby in there. And for me, the last, the time that actually worked was the one time Anne didn't show up. So what does that say? I don't know. <laughs> Poor Anne. And oh, couldn't get off work that day. Poor, poor stable Anne didn't make it that one time. <laughs> I know my rock. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you have the baby, and you've already. I feel like there was a little foreshadowing in your story there of uh, 
the you the doctor tells you don't worry about any testing. You're not yeah. choosing a donor. And the part where so, I said we got bad advice. <laughs> so I, um, I kept peeing on the stick and ahead of time, and it wasn't happening. And Karen's like, put the sticks away. And then it was a oh, couple yeah. days before. She kept peeing on sticks. <laughs> I was like, just random sticks are expensive. Can you stop peeing on sticks? And then it was like a couple days before <laughs> the anniversary of when we met. Were you taking them before the 14 days? Yes. Maybe. She just kept peeing like on sticks. Day. You know what I would do? So every time I, I would go, all right, I'm definitely going to take the test at, at 14 days. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I'd be like, you know, it says it's accurate seven up to, to like seven days. Seven. So like a 13 is fine. Totally. And like every day I would just start moving up and I was taking it around nine or 10. Oh, I I'm sure that. I was. Too. I did that yeah. except for the time it worked. I didn't test Whoa. it. Whoa. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I was over, but I was in a You'll do new the place by that point. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. So, so, so you pee and Karen's in the kitchen, and I'm like, Karen! And I'm like, had it in my mind. I'm like, I'm going to be pregnant this time, and then I'm going to surprise her, and she's going to open it up on our an anniversary. And then it, there were two lines, and I'm like, Karen! She's going <laughs> to open up a stick that I've urinated on in a box. <laughs> so <laughs> we still have the stick. Yeah, we I do have the stick, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we, we do. And by the way, I want to throw it out, but I can't. It's oh, just like in a random underwear drawer. I don't know yeah, where it is. is. Yeah. No, it's in the underwear drawer. I do not have the stick. <laughs> you and don't? No. Well, you oh. didn't. You said you didn't. Oh, okay. wait. Toby can pee on one for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> she loves to do it. <laughs> no, I think I peed on the stick oh after God. we just found out. Just for clarification, it's Toby snorting. <laughs> just yes. want to be straight up clear on that. I am sometimes known to be a snorter, but Toby is the Olympic champion of snorting. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's okay, so let's get to the panel business. So yeah. for those people, just for listeners who may be not familiar with the Jewish population, there's a certain <laughs> they are a people. <laughs> that came out super racist. Oh God, that's... anti-Semitic, but yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> but we're not, and we're not any of those. Things. They love the Jews, guys. It's going really well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> why don't you help Robin out with this one? So yes, please explain. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of um, mutations on the Ashkenazi panel. There's a number of mutations. So like the maple syrup urine one and Mm -hmm. Tay-Sachs is the biggest one. Sure. That's the one I've heard of. Yes, me too. So I got a call at work um, that I happen to be the carrier of the most uncommon one called Bloom's disease. Mm -hmm. Um, So when did they test you? You're already pregnant at this point. Mm -hmm. Was this like, what did you do? The quad screening or like when you're talking about? CVS or blood like when when they did a I mean they took blood from me and tested it yeah it's just weird that they would be testing you to be a carrier after you're already pregnant like thank you the part I don't understand but they did that for I think they they test everybody it's just like part of the standard testing after however many so it was probably the quad screening maybe that was like a four part blood test like it's what they used to do before the amnio now they do CVS a lot more Mm. okay although I think there's a new thing even now yeah whatever anyway so I get the call and I'm like uh so what do we do so uh, we still had two vials of sperm. Well, no. Then they said, to, they were like, Wait, so what? you should. Why are you on the vials of sperm? You're already pregnant. What happened? Well, so we just had them left over. The, the next question was, oh, they bought in bulk. you need yeah. to check the donor. And we said. Had the bank not tested for this? Didn't I guess they didn't. They right? don't. Ta- yeah. Oh, because it's such a rare one. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't no, think, I don't think do it was available. No, they I do. They do. They do. When they when they put because because we had after Henry was born, we got a letter from the bank saying there was a, a particular disorder that they hadn't screened for that they had be- begun screening for that they hadn't screened for before you know originally. And the way they found out that ours was a carrier was somebody had a, an issue. One of the babies Aww. that was born had an issue, and they were like, you know, likely if your kid's already past eight weeks, you don't. But 
you you know your kid could also be a carrier, so you're going to want to check that out when they're older. I don't remember really these details, no, but I I know for a fact the bank didn't have it because yeah we this is kind of interesting what we had to do, but so we had to go to the geneticist. Okay, so then we go there, and I'm sitting in the waiting room, and I can see this doctor's computer, and she is googling Bloom's disease. <laughs> And I was like, oh, we're in great hands now. <laughs> so now, not only did the testing not happen, we got bad advice not to get tested. The geneticist has no clue what this thing is, because then we go in the office and but she's- But Karen, the internet did, so I mean- I know, Wikipedia did. I could have actually done that research on my own. <laughs> but And then she made it seem like she was so knowledgeable about it. I remember when she was talking, yeah. I felt like I didn't call her out on it. But she also said that you couldn't test the DNA from sperm. Right. So then we're like, well, what do we do? Getting a sense that's probably not true. And she said, well, no, you can't. They can't get enough sample from sperm. You can't get enough DNA. So Toby goes back and calls the bank. And those technicians knew more about the genetic testing. Well, they had a geneticist on staff. Then this person in the prominent hospital on on the the east side side of Manhattan. So I set up a conference call. I was like, "Uh, can you guys just talk? So they talk mm-hmm. and they determine. Of course you set up a conference call. It was great, though. I <laughs> yeah, mean, I know. Hi, that was the only Toby, way it was going to happen. Got a, I've got a geneticist from the bank on the line for you. Please hold. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only way it was going to happen in yeah. any realistic and time period. How far along were you at this point? Mm. Um, it was at a point where if we needed to terminate, because this isn't, it wasn't a, it, it's such a severe mutation mm-hmm. that, um, Obviously, they don't advise one way or another sure. to bring it to term. But no, Karen hard, and I had decided decisions. that we wouldn't bring the pregnancy to term. Right. And no judgment. You right. know, it was very hard decisions. For everyone who yeah. has yeah. to make a decision. No, absolutely. Like yeah, I mean, we had a scare along these lines and with Henry. And we were, you know, because I, about Downs. Mm. Right. Mm. And I had had an uncle with Downs. And we were just like, but we never had the conversation because we were like, I don't want to say anything until we have to. Right. Yeah. Karen and I had, had the conversation before we got pregnant. So we knew, like, what decisions yeah. we would make. That's probably a smart way to do it. Um, so we ended up getting the testing back from him, from the sperm, and he was not a carrier. Uh, and so so that means at, you had 50-50, or did that mean it that was definitely, it, you needed you both to both? both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. that might have been at eight, nine weeks. And then it, does that mean uh, your daughter could be a carrier as well? She probably she is. Yeah. yeah. So she, mm-hmm. she got a 50% tested. chance, right? If she, that's like Henry's situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, at 12 weeks, I found out that I also tested high for uh likelihood of spina bifida oh <laughs> forgot about that this is like the feel-good podcast of the year right well, here. well if yeah. you're pregnant just you know this is this is you a fun conversation if it. you're pregnant well it's yeah. funny because at the so to that point at the time karen and i were like what is going to be wrong with this mm-hmm. little thing like we didn't know it was a girl at the time and i was like i think this is preparing me for parenthood like, <laughs> totally my child's not going to be perfect there is yeah. going to be something yep quote wrong with my kid and this is a really good test of learning that um but i also think like that it's a really good point to bring up that at some point you're going to be tested and they're probably going to flag you for something yeah Yeah. with our second we were flagged for it before the down syndrome thing happened they told us he had a club foot and we were like of course we were sobbing because it was that same feeling of Mm -hmm. like my my perfect Mm -hmm. little baby's ruined and didn't even come out yet and then of course we looked it up and we were like well christy yamaguchi had a club foot me and him (laughs) i was like they've done all right interesting so so then like a couple days later they called for the down (laughs) 
she did darn good for herself, especially with her feet. Two days later, like the Down syndrome call came, and then we were like, you know, like when the amnio came back, okay, we were like, who cares about a club foot? He'll be in a cast for like a year. Big deal, you know. Like, I mean, we got a scare too, and then and then everything was fine. It's like it's. You well, know, I don't know her. yet, so we'll see. So mm. keep telling me about this story. It's great. It, it all comes out good. I'm just kidding. It all. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it all comes out good. Guys, Jamie just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then, um, and so then we ended into the amnio, and we didn't know what uh, the child was. We didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. and we didn't want to know. And then I remember or again, we made the decision that we wouldn't bring the pregnancy to term if the amnio indicated that uh, there was spina bifida. And so I remember mm-hmm. being on the table holding Karen's hand and the technician asked if we wanted to know the gender. And I was like, if I only have 18, I'm gonna start crying. If I only have 18 weeks with this little thing, I wanna know absolutely everything about it. Oh. And so mm. uh, we had prepared ourselves that we were having a little boy. We just like had both imagined we were having a little boy and he'd be this like moppy haired, sensitive new age. <laughs> kid with two moms interesting uh named ethan like super with the ladies actually his name was gonna be benjamin because karen was ben. like a ben was on our list 1776 Wait. at the time interesting i love that of course name. you were yeah so we're like andrew benjamin <laughs> george um and so then Edie happened to be butt up we're like where's his penis <laughs> she doesn't have so she doesn't have a penis she was doing a tuck yeah. Uh, for like RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, okay, so, and then everything was good. So you found out after the amnio everything was all right? Everything was everything was fine. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy. Pregnancy was fine. Yeah. And um, then Edie was born. She was born early. So she was born. Oh, right. She was How premature. early? Five weeks? Five weeks. I went into labor Ooh. at five and a half weeks. That means I would be going into labor in... Two weeks. I'm ready. I'm oh totally my God. ready. I'm so ready. That will I'll completely <laughs> ruin our production schedule. So if your child could just sort of stay in there a little bit I longer. Think he's, I don't think he's going anywhere. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. So we went to the hospital for the hospital tour. Yes. And then we came home and the mucus plug. Oh. Yuck. Oh, my God. No oh. one told me about this. It's a huge booger. It doesn't happen to everyone, oh. right? I have no Seriously. idea, but it happened it to me. It didn't happen to me. It's like a five-pound booger. Okay. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so disgusting. It was in your underpants? Yes. Oh. <laughs> like, Why with Karen. the visual? Why? This is a fertility uh, Karen, podcast, look at this guys. Thing. Oh, and you showed ew. it to Karen. Why wouldn't I show it to Karen? I, I would show it to I yeah. would not show it. Oh, no. It's horrible. I think I would just go back and be like, Mary, something We still really have weird. it. It's in a drawer. It's in your underwear drawer next to the stick. I hope it's, it's a in a ziplock and snort number four. <laughs> I hope it's in a ziplock bag at least. Um, I mean, that's one of those like reusable. No, we didn't. Save it. But I was oh, like, God. oh, this is this is like the worst cold I've ever. It was just like the remains. Of, but like, did you know you were in labor? Holy cow! When you saw um, that, so it, mm-hmm. I passed it, and then I started having contractions. And the doctor's like, you know, okay, I know you're early, but just time it. So uh, we stayed. Did we stay home from work the next day? No, we went to the. You went to work. So no, she, I think I did stay home that next day. She started her contractions. We eventually got told to go to the hospital. Yeah, so it was like Wednesday night I started. Thursday night we go to the hospital. They stopped my contractions. Yeah. But not before asking me to walk around the hospital ward. I had that too. Oh, they stopped ugh. your contractions on purpose? Yes, because... I was five weeks. She wasn't dilating. Uh, yeah. Like uh, she wasn't going into labor, right? Right. I was at one centimeter, so like, why don't you walk around the ward? for an hour i threw up while i was walking around the ward it's hard work isn't it well after they sent me home 45 minutes karen looks at her watch and goes my feet 
Peter killing me. <laughs> you did not. I was sympathizing with <laughs> how she must have yeah, loved feet, Your feet must be real tired, honey bunch. <laughs> so then uh, I was still not dilated. And so they gave me the shot and we went home. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then how long? Then 24 Karen, more hours. Yeah. So then Karen went to work. She came home. The, the contraction stopped. Karen walks in the door. Does that ever work? Like that stops? I mean, yeah. it's like that's... No. They were like, you'll probably go to full term. Yeah. And then we were back there in 24 I hours. I know. I was like, oh my Remember God. Remember when you said I'd go full term? Yeah. It's like, surprise. So in the middle of the night, you know, I was like, Karen, my water broke. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> so you had all the normal... Because I was really having a good dream. <laughs> Your body did all the normal things. Like it, yeah. the it just water broke normally. The mucus plug came out. Because some people don't see the mucus plug. Some people, their Stop water just... Stop saying mucus plugs. <laughs> <laughs> some people, their water just leaks. No, no. Like, this was like, like, Pea soup because she also passed oh, the McCoy. Oh my god! Karen was I, like, I told, her, I, I told her to stand in the tub. <laughs> she <laughs> don't wreck our floors. Yeah, yes. basically. Yes. I was like, oh god, it's making a mess. Get in the tub. <laughs> you oh come out god. so badly in this story. <laughs> always, just for the record. always. It gets worse. <laughs> and then she wouldn't let me carry a towel into the cab because she didn't want any like like cab drivers. I was like, they're like, not going to pick us up. They're not going to pick us up. <laughs> I'm like, it's twelve thirty. So I put on like 12 pads and a pair of black pants. They don't want people <laughs> dripping in their cabs or throwing up in their I cabs. I threw up in the cab as well, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> You're lucky you got picked up. Uh, well, it happened in the cab, so. Oh. Wow. It yeah. was like the smoothest cab So she ride sat ever. on a really? pillow in the cab, right? No, I snuck the towel in. Oh. You made me carry it behind my back. <laughs> I hit her on the sidewalk while <laughs> I flagged the cab heroin. and then she jumped in. It was in. a towel. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Okay. So, and then, so you get to the hospital and then how long is labor? Um, 12 I mean, hours? Yeah, we get there at 12. They didn't Eight give hours. me the epidural until <sighs> 4.30. And I was screaming, ouch. Did you Jeez. know going in you wanted an epidural? I did. I knew at like five months that you I wanted You were like, I'm not That's all she could talk about. Before pregnancy that I wanted the epidural. Yeah. As soon as we went rolling in, she was like, I will be having the epidural. Yeah. And then they were really, really late because they, they couldn't find the doctor. Yeah. It hurts. So and they only, I mean, it doesn't. It's all worth it. He came running in. She was screaming so loud at the yeah. top of her lungs. I think she was and disturbing snorting. the entire floor. <laughs> Maybe. I think she was inciting panic in the oh other patients. God. So they finally got this guy. He comes running through. He was like, I'm sorry that the doctor didn't get me the approval. Wow. Okay. So you got the epidural. Ooh. And then Karen got an egg sandwich and took a nap. I love right. it. Mm-hmm. You and didn't take a nap when you got your epidural? I, no. I couldn't. I, I tried to have couldn't. a baby. Oh, we both slept. It was Ugh. really peaceful. I got the epidural and we just watched Did the Did you closer. have an egg and cheese too? <laughs> no, I just slept. <laughs> oh. That's oh. so funny. All right. Well, listen, I feel like all's well that ends well. Yeah, you had a little panic along the way and you Edie had came out a baby. She was fine. She was in the NICU for she was in the NICU. a little bit. Yeah. She had some kind of infection. They weren't nice either. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That was rough. But she was. She ended up coming home with us, so she had a little infection. She's a little underweight. They t- remember. I know we're wrapping up, but they again yeah. told us all these things that were incorrect. But luckily, she was fine. Oh yeah, they told they, us. Henry they told us she was going to be there hearing. for two weeks. Oh, it was and like, it's like she was really sick. And look at her compared to one of the nurses said, "Well, look at her compared to the rest of the babies." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "That's really fucked up." <laughs> Thanks. Oh, wow. It was okay. She doesn't belong, he, meaning in the regular nursery. She doesn't belong here. Look at her compared to the rest of the babies. <gasps> I, know, right? I was like, all right, I'm headed up. We're not, I'm getting we, out of here. We, we're not going to the same doctor, right? We don't have, we don't have the same hospital. I don't no, so. it was our pediatrician who came in and saved the day. 
Yes, the pediatrician that we use. That we, we that are the same common. pediatrician. And he put every gave us all the correct information, put it in the right perspective. He was like, "Oh, she'll. I expect she'll be. She's fine. I expect she'll be out of here." In and she's totally fine, and she's totally cool, and she's a great kid. She's and pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is not a boy named Benjamin. No, no she's a girl called Edie. Aww. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks that so much for really having fun. us. Thanks, guys. Jamie Robin. Was that an incredible interview or great. what? It was great. I loved it. Yeah. Good couple. Good people. I mean, I, I have to say, one of the, I think the highlights for me was was the genetic testing. I think what's really great about it is just, you, you should be informed. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like a reminder that you should be informed and you should, you know, know the process and, and look it up. It's all out there in the research, you know, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that you have done whatever testing you feel necessary. Right. I think that was Karen's point too, was know before yeah. you even start the process yeah. so that you don't come into little uh, hitches in the road like sure. they had to, like we had to. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I had known more. Yeah. Um, but then also don't get too wrapped up in it. Yeah. Up in it because if you're going to do this genetic testing, more often than not, something comes up. It, it just, it's like, I thought that the point that Toby made was really a great point of just like, it's a real precursor for your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to be perfect. I mean, and parenting is not perfect. And no. you're not going to be a perfect parent. There's a very good chance my kids are going to end up in therapy. <laughs> it's because I yell a lot. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's hard not to just accept that. Yeah. But no, it's a good <laughs> it's a good first. Le- it's a tough first lesson, but it's a good first lesson. And I also think that, you know, we could actually take this episode and and, and turn it into a drinking game for every time that Toby <laughs> snorted. Like, I think that that is a real like this could have like legs this episode for that. We could. Yeah. Uh for yeah, for those of you at home who want to replay it and yeah. and uh have a drink with your spouse, yeah. go for it. <laughs> or Hopefully friend. don't please don't be pregnant. I mean cuz that's, you know. <laughs> I mean I mean whatever floats your Listen, boat. Yeah. I'm I don't not, judge. I'm not your doctor. It's not for me to say. <laughs> I don't judge. But, you know, the good thing is is like let's remind everybody we're, we're on the Facebook, we're mm-hmm. on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Facebook we're on if if these ovaries could talk and on Twitter we're at ovaries talk. Mm-hmm. So hit us up. Ask us any questions you might have, any comments. Yeah, and and we were thinking that a good because we're creating a community here. So we were thinking a good question would be, you know, how how do you plan on talking to your kids about the donor? You know, that's or like, if you already have kids, how do you talk about to talk to yeah. them about the donor? I mean, for me, we have a we have a little book, something about like our family, and it's from the Donor Conception Network, mm-hmm. and it's a they have the most specific books ever, like two moms, you know sperm from a donor from a bank you know and it's like Mm -hmm. and it's a really specific book and i find that just like reading that to my kids helped start the conversation so that's Mm -hmm. how we handle it well we just ordered that book it's in it's coming but it's in the uk so it has to it's coming a long way it'll be here um yeah and so like our daughter is just at the age where well we haven't really started talking to her about it yet yeah but we do plan on telling her she has a donor and we tell her she doesn't have a dad she has two moms which she seems totally cool with. Yep. Um, yeah, we do, we do the distinction of donor versus dad. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, to each his own. But some people ask about the dad. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that at home? Oh, my listeners? kids are, my kids just wander around at really inopportune moments. <laughs> like when we were in Texas doing a photo shoot that my sister made us do. And I heard one of my kids go, we don't have a dad. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so you'll, you know, start thinking about that, folks, because it's going to come up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I think it's time, Jamie, to say eggs, ovaries, ovaries out. out.